Welcome to the Alliance Sacred Alchemy podcast. I'm Raspreet Sagu, and I teach you how to manifest in a way that actually works for you and leads you to your soul's path and purpose by creating your own customized manifesting framework without the believe it and achieve it or think positive and vibe high mindset stuff that doesn't really take into account your lived experiences. If you're a conscious creator and ready to live your wildest dreams instead of just fantasizing about them or trying to manifest them, then listen on as I bring spiritual principles to life through grounded experiences and real life situations so you can be in a state of receiving and courageously manifest in and on purpose. Hello and welcome to this episode and I'm going to be talking to you all about why the mindset shifts that you're doing may not be helping you to manifest your best life and how you can change this. This is such an important message to hear, especially if you're a person of colour, a child of an immigrant and also someone who is intentionally creating change in their lives or trying to manifest their desired future. Just a heads up, If you get triggered by hearing about the spiritual gaslighting and bypassing that is so rampant, especially towards the people of colour, you might want to skip this episode because I will be specifically talking about why it's not always as easy as cultivating a positive mindset, focusing on good vibes only and being specific with your desires in the process of manifesting at least not for all of us. So today I want to share more about the spiritual bypassing that has you questioning and doubting yourself when really the problem isn't necessarily you. I want to share more about how cultural imprinting and community links can show up in your manifesting even though you've done a ton of inner work. I want to speak to the choiceless choices. There's this word and this terminology that I have for choiceless choice. It's all very well being told that you've got choices, you can make choices, but do you? And within those choices, are your options the same as everyone else? So we're going to unpack more about these things where you get told that You had choices and that these were your choices and the thing that you decided to do was all your choice. But really, they were just a way of self-preservation and survival. And maybe they have become something that you use to either gaslight yourself with or weaponize your current manifesting practices with. So we'll explore more of that later. And I want to finally share with you how to detach from the toxic manifesting culture and create your own rite of passage that honours you, that honours your culture, your heritage, where you come from, your actual needs and desires and your specific energetic signature, what you have the energy for. Now, many of my clients that I meet with already have tried all the standard things to manifest their dreams, be it a soulmate relationship, more clients in their business, a better financial position, dropping their weight, their dream home, a career that's rewarding and pays well, whatever that desire is. The desire itself is irrelevant in this context. 
What I want to focus on is the underlying current of energy that no one is talking about. That is a real challenge for anyone that has grown up in a culture and with traditions that are steeped in patriarchy, misogyny, oppression and trauma, which if you are a brown woman or a person of color, more than likely, that's the kind of cultural imprinting that you're likely to have been exposed to. When I first heard about these things, I just waved them off because at the time, I felt like they didn't apply to me. I dismissed it all because I didn't realize at the time just how much I had normalized them. So it didn't seem oppressive. It didn't seem patriarchal. And it certainly didn't feel like I'd been traumatized or controlled. So when I heard about these terms, it just felt like they didn't apply to me. And how wrong was I? I only realized the degree of how much of this I bypassed myself because I was being brainwashed into thinking that all I needed to do to manifest was to work on my mind's limitations by embedding empowering beliefs and learning to switch off from all the negative emotions and turning them into positive ones so I can vibe high and attract better into my life. I want to open the lid on this conversation because I feel like it's an elephant in the room. Most people of color that I've talked to about this can relate to it and they've struggled to manifest using just the standard manifesting teachings that are rampant in the industry that are very commonly spoken about out there. You know, using the law of attraction, using your vision boards, reframing negative beliefs and instilling more empowered and positive beliefs, like all of the things that you've probably at some point in your journey either read up about or you're well-versed with or you've even done before. Now, just as a disclaimer, this is not me saying that don't do any of these things, they're horrible and you will never get anywhere with them, right? This is what I want you to pay attention to and decide for yourself. If the tools that you are using, if the frameworks that you are using are working for you, then continue to use them. Continue with them. And there are times and places where all of these things that I've just spoken about are actually relevant and they are useful and they will be effective for you. But there is, like I said, a time and a place for them. If you are a person who has been doing all this work and is still feeling like you're getting nowhere and you're still feeling stuck and you're still feeling frustrated because you know the thing is possible deep, deep, deep down, even though you may not have that much confidence because maybe you feel like you failed over and over again at manifesting this thing, but you are still connected to that desire enough to know that it is a possibility. Then I invite you to lean in and listen to this conversation and start to see where this is showing up in your own life. And before I start unpacking this very complex and extremely nuanced topic, if you have a soul resonance with what I'm sharing, my words, the message that I am conveying here, I would absolutely love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram, send me a DM post a comment on this podcast, join my email community and we can have deeper conversations over on there. And I'll drop the links to all of these places in my show notes. I feel like we need to really start talking about this as a community 
and normalizing this conversation, having more open and honest conversations in a safe space where you're not gaslit for feeling the way that you feel, right? If that's the kind of space you know that you could really do within your life right now, then I invite you to join the email list and my Instagram family. That's where I would love to see you and have deeper conversations about this. Now, I don't know about you, but I am so done with people not respecting my time, my boundaries and my wishes, right? And as a woman that comes from a very patriarchal and oppressive towards women culture, I have tolerated a lot of things in the name of culture, honor and respect. When I first began to realize that my life wasn't everything I knew was possible, that I'd always dreamed of as a little girl, it sparked something within me to change that. I had a really successful career as a pharmacist. For those of you who don't know me, I'm actually a pharmacist by training. And in the peak of my career, I was thriving professionally. Back then, I was married after a string of really bad relationships. So, you know, everything was looking good on the relationship front. My parents-in-law were supportive, caring, and they didn't really interfere in our lives. As far as Indian in-laws go, I think I got the pick of the litter. So I was really blessed. Like everything was starting to work out and on paper looked really, really good. But I still felt like I was trapped in a vice. I still felt like there was something missing. A je ne sais quoi, I couldn't quite pinpoint what that was, but I had this sense that there was something bigger and better out there for me. There was more to life than what I was doing. I just couldn't figure out what that was. And maybe you felt this way too. I remember having this moment of, this wasn't how I imagined my life turning out to be. It may have looked to anyone on the outside that I was happy and I had it all, but inside I was unfulfilled. Inside I felt like I needed to be doing something more. I felt like I was constricted. I felt like I needed to spread my wings. I felt really trapped. And that made me think of all the things that I dreamt of as a little girl. How excited I was to be all grown up and have the freedom to live my life as I wished and do all the things that I wanted to do. And growing up, I remember hearing things like, you can travel after you've completed your studies and after you're married. You can't move out until you're married. When you get your own house, then you get to decorate how you want to decorate. You can't wear makeup or get dolled up until you're married or you lose the charm of being the bride. You have to learn to cook. What will your in-laws say if you can't make a round roti? You have to get married. What will people think if you don't get married? You have to have kids. It's what women do. Everything I heard was normalized. That's what to expect if you're a good little brown girl who made her family proud and upheld the honor and reputation of your family, right? Can you hear the oppression in those things? Can you sense the control and manipulation to do what the community, what your family, what society expected of you? Can you pick up the internalized narrative that a woman must always compromise herself for the greater good of others, for the sake of others, for the sake of what other people may think about her? Fast forward to when I decided I needed to change things, 
I figured it would be easy once I changed my mindset. So once I healed from that oppressive upbringing, once I learned how to manifest using the law of attraction, the visualization and the meditation, all of the things, turns out those things worked to a certain degree until they didn't. I would see my friends, my colleagues and peers all swearing by the inner work. This modality, that coach, that meditation, that totally changed their life. And I'd wonder, where was I going wrong? I worked so damn hard at all this inner work malarkey. I was so disciplined with the journaling, the affirmations, doing healing on myself daily, having healing swaps, doing all the mindset work. So why wasn't it working for me? And let me share with you something that I discovered after years of doing this, after years of spinning my wheels with manifesting my best life. Many women struggling to manifest with the typical believe it and achieve it mindset stuff feel like that's just another thing that is either inaccessible to them, i.e. it works for others but just not for me, or another thing that they failed at in life. It's just another thing that doesn't work for them. It's just another thing that they have to compromise on. It's more to just tolerate or settle for. It feeds the narrative that they are not good enough. That they have to work twice as hard as others only to be half as good. It feeds the narrative that you just need to work on your worthiness issues or your self-confidence or your self-esteem or trust your intuition more deeply which, by the way, is all true, but what they're not telling you is how to do all of this. Bar downloading a few beliefs through some energy work or journaling or using positive affirmations, but what about the deconstruction of the shame that is attached to going against everything that you were taught as a good little brown woman? which essentially boils down to catering for everyone else's needs before your own. What about deconstructing from the shame of failure? What of the internalized patriarchy that is still present in your culture, whether or not you personally have worked on it yourself, whether or not you personally have dismantled it within yourself, but what about the rest of the culture? What about the wider community? How do you handle that? And here's where most folk in the industry will bypass and gaslight you as a person of colour by saying, you attract what you think. A different belief will attract a different experience. Or, yeah, I get it. I understand that you have all that going on for you. It might be true, but it's your choice to change that. You're just one choice away from changing the rest of your life. Is it really a choice? Or is it a choiceless choice when a woman is told that she needs to either be accepted in her community or do what she wants in life? Because apparently it's a binary thing where you can either have one or the other but never both. Most humans are designed for connection, for community, somewhere to feel like you belong, like you matter, that you're loved and you're appreciated and you're valued in that community that you have the protection of that community, that you have someone to fall back and the safety of being in the folds of that community, right? So it isn't a far stretch to imagine that the most obvious choice for most people 
when faced with a decision of being outcast by the ones that you love or having their love and acceptance would be to do the thing that brings about the highest degree of self-preservation, i.e. compromise your own needs in exchange for the basic human needs. Now, here's where it gets interesting because most coaches and healers that I've worked with in the past totally bypass this cultural imprinting thing I had going on in the background. And they would say to me, but you don't need them. Make your own family. Cut them out. You're the one holding on to them. And yes, there is truth in what they said to me, but I come from a culture where family and community is a big deal. I come from a culture that embeds in you right from the start that you need the blessings of your elders to be successful, that you need to belong to this community to be safe and protected. I come from a culture that values the wisdom and experience of the elders and respects them without question. So yes, I can see the toxicity in that and the conditioning that comes from that culture. And I also see the medicine and the value in being supported by the only people on earth that actually really get you. And they get you because they've likely lived very similar experiences as you if they've come from the same genetic line especially. They're the people that you can talk to about stuff who don't need the detailed explanations and the backstory of everything before you get to the main point. They don't need you to explain to them the barriers you face as a person of colour or the cultural bonds and ties that exist within the family dynamic because they have lived the experience themselves. So is it really as easy as just cutting people out? Now, obviously, you use your discretion here. If it's a really toxic situation and you know that the right thing for you is to cut that person out or that, that community out or those people out, then that's a different thing. But what I'm talking about here is when you have deep love, care and respect for the individual or individuals, when you know that they're really well-intentioned, when you personally would love nothing more than to repair that relationship and when you are fully invested in having that person in your life rather than not having them in your life, what then? And don't even get me started at the workplace. How do you cut people, toxic colleagues, out of the equation there, right? Do you get to decide, especially if it's a place of employment? You can't cut out a person because you don't get along with them. How do you avoid team members that you need to work on projects with? You don't. You just have to deal with it, right? Is that really a choice? Of course it is. Because if you want to be really, really pedantic about this, you have the choice to leave the job. You have the choice to move departments. Of course you do. But here's where it becomes interesting about this word choice. And I like to term this as the choiceless choice because your options are limited. And I'm talking about the options that are going to be expansive for you, that are going to work for you, are actually quite limited. So if we go back to the toxic colleague at work example, you can leave that job, but can you leave that job if you don't have anything else secured and you're relying on that money and there are other people that depend on you for that money? 
Is it really going to be an option for you? Of course it is an option. But is it going to be a viable option? Right? That's what I mean by it being a choiceless choice. You cannot convince me that all someone needs to do is to change their mindset and cut people out of their lives and then they get to manifest better. You can't tell me that a woman who's had two children, both of whom are two girls and is now pregnant with the third child and is hoping beyond hope that it's going to be a boy, but then it turns out that it's another girl. You can't tell me that she can mindset her way out of the misogyny that still exists in her culture, that she has a choice in that. Nor can you convince me that it was purely as a result of her mindset or as a result of her belief system that created that situation in the first place. Whilst I get that there is an element to that, how about the greater picture? These systems of oppression, these belief systems, these cultural and societal norms existed well before this woman was probably even a twinkle in somebody's eye, right? So you cannot convince me that her mindset alone is what created that situation in her life. It was a myriad of things. Sure, there was things that she probably had fears about. Yes, there may have been things that were running through her mind, that there may have been some belief systems, there may have been some stuff going on about the narrative in her mind about what she experienced the first two times that she maybe had the girls. However... It took an entire community of people to co-create that whole situation. It took an oppressive system that was locked into place long before she was on the scene, before it was even an issue for which she had fears about. Do you see what I mean? You can't tell me that there is a family living in the slums of Kenya that don't have access to any education, clean water or healthcare, but they can, with one choice, mindset their way out of poverty because the life that they're living right now, it's just a choice. That's bullshit. Now, I'm all for positive change and empowerment, but not in a capitalistic, colonizer way that further perpetuates the internalized trauma and oppression that already exists in people of color. So yeah, doing the inner work may only need a little bit of cleaning up the energy and some mindset stuff before you're li living the dream. But if you are a person of color, if you're brown, if you're a woman, if you're a child of an immigrant and have grown up in a mashup of different cultures, it's not always quite as straightforward. Now, don't worry if you're sitting there thinking, oh my God, I've ticked all those boxes and that's me and it's all doom and gloom. Don't worry. It doesn't mean that it can't be done or it's impossible for you. It can be done. It just means that you have to adjust your approach according to your cultural imprinting. You've got to account for the rich history and life's experiences that have been woven by the people in your lineage that came before you, the people and the community that you grew up in, the oppression, the patriarchy, the trauma that has been internalized and so often normalized, so you don't even bat an eyelid at it. You've got to account for the nervous system triggers of being judged and gaslit by those with privilege that minimize your experience and tell you, just get over it. 
well, that happened a long time ago. Why can't you just move past that? Okay, it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. So pace yourself. Have grace for yourself. Because it is a process and it's not one that happens overnight. It's not one that happens in a masterclass or a three-day intensive. This is work that you get to pace. The rate at which you go should only be decided by the individual themselves and not anyone else who claims that they know your problem and have the solution. Because let's face it, you are the only expert in you. They may be the expert in their field, but they are not the expert in you. You know what's best for you. You know what you feel like. Nobody else knows what you feel like or what those past experiences had you feeling. Nobody can know that apart from you. Nobody knows what your true vision is, what you are seeing for yourself. Nobody knows about the things that really drive you, that hidden motivation. I call it the undercurrent energy that secretly drives your manifestations. Once you are connected to that, it's a powerful force. You can be a powerful force, but nobody else can know that for you because nobody else can experience it in the way that you experience it. Nobody else has the same lens as you do. So even if they are the coach, even if they are the healer, even if they are the expert, even if they are the elder in that community, you still know what's best for you. And don't let anyone else tell you otherwise. So this has been a really kind of short dive into a lot of the stuff that I unpack with my clients. There is so much to this. There is so many levels, so many layers to this work. And if you are listening to this and thinking, well, where do I go next? I want to know more. I don't know where to go after this. Maybe you want more truth bombs, more insights, more kind of mini micro masterclasses in how you detach from the whitewashed way of manifesting. I called it the whitewashed way of manifesting because it's clearly not designed for people of color by virtue of the fact that it totally bypasses and gaslights you, your lived experiences and all the nuanced things that you as a person of color has to recognize and process so you can find a new story. If you'd like more of this stuff, if you'd like to explore this deeper and start to find that new story, a new way of being with yourself that honors you, your heritage, your personal value system and your ancestors without trying to squeeze into yet another box, a different label, a standardized way of manifesting and you're ready to run rogue with the traditional manifesting frameworks to swap it out for something that goes beyond manifesting your best life, yet still creates your version of a deeply fulfilled life, which is in and on purpose, then I really highly encourage you to join my email community. It's where I will share offerings, insights. I will share things that can support you along your way. And I'll make sure that I'll pop the link in the show notes for all of these things. And also, if you're excited about this, and if you're feeling like I'm ready to hit the ground running, just let me know what I need to do already. Then I invite you to join our Translate community because this is where we are 
unpicking all of this. This is where we get to explore deeper. And this isn't where you're going to be told these are the five-step processes or this is my process. You get to experience what your process is. I will guide you. I will facilitate you to get to your own process and get to your own experience. So you can start really trusting that process. You can start to express your own creativity in your unique way. So you can uncover your brand of magic and you can start applying this to every area of your life, not just in the areas of your life that you want to manifest or you want to change or that you're struggling in, but also in those that you're actually doing really well in and you would like some more expansion now. You're ready for up-leveling in that area of your life. So it's really versatile. It's very comprehensive. You get lots of tools and resources. I have guest speakers on there all the time and you get weekly check-ins with me. You get a whole load of stuff. So I will pop the link down below. You can have a look at all of that. And if it calls to you, you have a soul resonance and you want to be part of that kind of community, then I encourage you to join. For now, I'll leave you with this. Go easy on yourself when you're moving through things on this journey. Have plenty of grace for yourself. Have loads and loads of compassion for yourself and what you've been through and possibly what your ancestors have been through and you may have inherited Gain a deeper understanding of why you have created those negative belief patterns or emotions that allegedly lower your vibration. And don't let anyone tell you that you cannot manifest what you desire because you're feeling the whole spectrum of emotions that come up throughout your process. It is entirely possible. I've seen it time and time again in my own life and I see it repeatedly in the lives of my clients where you can absolutely be a hot mess and be dealing with those ugly emotions that come up, those negative emotions. And I don't mean to judge them as ugly or negative, but I mean, you know, those emotions where you're doing the ugly crying or where things just feel like they couldn't get worse and you're feeling so frustrated, you're feeling so unappreciated, you're feeling so angry. All of those things that are typically described as being the low vibrational feelings, you can have all of that happening. And that doesn't need to hold you back from actualizing the life that you truly desire. It is entirely possible, like I say, because it's not about eliminating your humanness and your humanity. If you're a human, you're going to go through shit in your life. If you're a human, you're going to have shitty days and shitty feelings throughout your day, okay? It's not always rainbows, unicorns, and lollipops, right? So let's be honest with ourselves. Let's start looking at what have we normalized? Where have we internalized this shame? Where have we internalized our... Where have we normalized the very things that are actually clipping our wings? And let's start having conversations about that. Start contemplating in your own life. So get your notepads out, scribble down whatever's coming up for you right now, review it, go back and listen to this podcast episode if you have to and make more notes and see what comes up for you. See what's ready to be purged. See what wants to show itself to you and... Use all of that awareness to inform your manifesting practices. Right, folks, that's all for now. So happy creating and I'll see you next time. Bye.
If you'd like a regular dose of magic and tips on how to create alignment in your energy through embodied wisdom and using spiritual laws and mindset work to make the intangible energetic shifts and translate them into tangible shifts in a way that supports how you're uniquely wired to manifest, get onto my email community. You can sign up to receive my free Creative Blueprint Shadows Guide on how to identify shadows that can negatively impact your desires from showing up and how to alchemize them into gifts so you can leverage them and use them to manifest more effectively. It's been known to activate deep healing and understanding and many people have uncovered and released deep blocks that have helped them to actualize some of their most heartfelt desires that they'd nearly given up on. The link's in the show notes if this is calling to you. Until next time, happy creating.